Hi guys, welcome back to Creating Space with me, your host Shamil Qureshi, and this is episode five. I'm back. Sorry. Hi guys, welcome back to Creating Space with me, your host Shamil Qureshi, and this is episode five. And I'm a little late, just like a tiny, tiny bit, maybe a month late, but we're here. This is episode five. Um, Let's just get right into it. So uh, lately, the reason I have been posting is because I've been busy with school and work. For the most part, um, school, I've just been like staying at the library. This week, I haven't been to the library yet because I was kind of like decompressing because there's like some other issues going on, which I'll probably talk about next episode because like, I already have an outline for this episode. But um, yeah, that was I've really just been like going to the library, like doing my notes, going to class. Uh, that's really what I've been just doing. I saw someone on TikTok um, give me like great advice where she posted that like she was a nursing student and before like she would go to class, she would have all the notes done. So when you then go to class, you use that class as a review time for your notes. So in the past, what I would do is I would procrastinate so much where I would just like right before the exam or quiz, I would just do the notes right away and then didn't have time to study them. I would just do the notes. And that was really bad for me. And I like procrastinated a lot of assignments until the very last minute. But for this semester, I've been really good at like doing myself ahead of time, doing my notes ahead of time, making sure I'm on top, I'm on top of my shit. Like I've been doing really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel the semester just feels different. I feel like I'm good in like my personal life. So I'm able to like focus on to really focus on my education. Like before, like I was also okay in my personal life, but I didn't take school as serious as I should have I don't know why I don't know why I was under that mentality but like for sure I'm still wanting to get my degree um to be quite honest I don't know what I want to do like I don't know because like yes I still want to go into politics probably like I love the classes I'm taking right now they like are the only ones that probably interest me besides like well, I'm a poli sci major. The only other classes that really interest me is like criminal justice, and I don't want to be a criminal justice major. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's like similar classes. I just, I don't know. It's kind of like both degrees. You kind of need like a secondary degree to like really do anything. But I rather have my special, like my. I'd rather have more knowledge about politics than a criminal justice stuff, you know? That's really where I'm at right now. Like, in the past, I know I wanted to be, like, maybe go to law school, maybe work on a campaign. But right now, I'm just chilling. I'm just trying to get this degree. Um, I'm really trying to finish it and see where it takes me. That's really what I want to do. But, yeah, that's really it besides school. And oh my God, the first week of school, I always hate first weeks because that's when we do the icebreakers. That's when we do like um, the like seating and stuff like that. Because like I, I feel like it's kind of like an unspoken rule of like 
when you, the very first day of class, the seat that you sit in is the seat that you sit in for the rest of the semester. And I know like, like if someone's in my like unassigned seat, like I don't think I would care that much, but I'm just worried of sitting in someone else's unassigned seat, you know? So like first day of classes, you have to get there early because that's your seat for the rest of the semester. And that's really brings me back to like first days. Like I remember being in high school and like first days being like so bad for me because I would be so anxious because I knew we would have to do icebreakers. And like in high school, they like kind of like just make you like stand up and say, um, what'd you do this summer? Like, uh, what are you excited about this year? And stuff like that. And I always dreaded that. And for this year, like I like even for like my first two years of college, like I didn't really I was still anxious. But for this year, I was like pretty chill about it. Like I didn't really care. I yeah, I don't know. I just don't care anymore. And that's the thing, like in college, I feel like it's harder to make friends because like all of us are busy. All of us have lives outside of this. And when I go to class, I'm really not looking for that. Like if I meet friends, like through my classes or like through like working together through assignments that's cool but like if I don't like I'm fine um I don't know like even my first two years of college I didn't really make any friends like I didn't mind it but that was kind of on me because like I didn't join clubs I didn't like get out of my comfort zone but like right now I feel like I could I just don't think I want to like, I'm fine. I'm perfectly good with my friends right now. And I I can't even make plans with my friends because we're all so busy. And that's really how it is right now. And that's it kind of for school. School's been good. Um, work has been another thing. It's just been, I don't know. It's just busy. Like, really busy. We're like, I'm like, sweating while making drinks and that's not cute I don't like to sweat especially in a work environment I don't like that but um yeah it's just been really busy um I don't know that's just really how it is this time of year like everyone wants to get their drinks uh, and when the holidays come it's just people get bitchier and bitchier like, oh my God. Oh, especially on Sundays. I hate working Sundays because uh, bitches like to be like, oh, I'm going to go to church. Uh, I'm going to pray, uh, pray for all my sins. And then I'm going to go to, oh, I almost said where I worked. I'm going to go to the place that I work and basically like be a bitch to me for no reason. And I'm like, I hate Sundays for that reason. Because it's always the same group of people. It's like the same like people who go to church and they're like, oh, let's get on our way home the same people who always give us attitude no matter who it is at the drive-thru they always give us attitude and I'm like didn't you just pray didn't you just pray about loving everyone and being kind to everyone yeah yeah that's what I thought yeah also I've been just like like the audacity of people these days like I'm like I would never be rude to someone who is in the like who handles my food or who handles my drinks? Like someone who is presenting the food and packaging it up for me. Why be rude to them? Like 
I have never and I will never, let me just say this, I have and I will never spit or like do something to someone's food or drinks. Like I've never done that if like they gave me a bad attitude. But people will. People are crazy. And for them to like be rude and I'm like, you're literally like giving someone the opportunity to like spit in your food. Like, I don't understand the audacity of people like, okay, you're going to be mean to like a retail employee, which is like terrible, but like you're being rude to someone who is preparing something for you to consume. Like, that's wild. That that literally blows my mind because I know. I'm not going to say I know people, but I have a I'm, it's very certain that if you are rude, someone's going to fuck with your food. I've never seen it, but it will happen. Like, I, I don't understand people. And my job has kind of been weird right now. Um, we had some people, like, leave. Whether it was their choice or not. Mm, yeah. I don't really... I don't know. It's just sad. Like, I liked working with the people. They're really nice. Um, I miss them. I just don't know how to reach out to people. I, I'm, like, really bad about that. Like, I have trouble, like, reaching out to people. Like, if I don't see them, like, on a daily basis. I I don't know why. It's, it's not like I'm, like, a bad texter. I just uh, ha- have a problem initiating it if I, like, don't see you on, like, a regular basis. I don't know. It just makes me feel awkward. I don't know. I should probably reach out to them, see how they're doing. I'll probably be doing that soon. Anywho, um, with them leaving, we have gotten a, new, a lot of new people. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, but sometimes, uh, like, I just lose my mind. Like, I understand they're new people. But when they're new people, like, when I'm working with, I feel like I have to do double the work. And this is the reason I stopped being a trainer because I, a trainer, I don't have the patience anymore. Like, I literally don't have the patience. I'm sorry. I'm not going to train you. I don't want to. It's not my job description anymore. Like, to be someone's trainer and to, like, watch them like a puppy, I hate that. I hate babysitting. That's, like, one of the, that's, like, the biggest pet peeve of mine. Um, but besides that, yeah, customers kind of the same today. People were really nice to me and they were tipping me a lot. I was like, oh, 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 no, just like some days when it's like really, really bad. And then you just have like some customer just like be so patient, so nice. And I'm like, oh my God, why can't everyone be like this? Like I can't sometimes like when I bring up these problems with my manager, she's like, um, well, you don't know if they're having a bad day. Mm, I don't give a fuck if you're having a bad day. Why are you trying to make me have a bad day by giving me your attitude? First of all, ma'am. No, I don't like that. And even if I'm in a bad mood, I like I'm overtly nice to people. Like people who are doing a job like that. I'm not like nice to everyone on the street. But like if I'm like if you're ringing me out, I'm going to be overtly nice even if I'm having a bad day. Because why should I be pushing that on you? Mm, make it make sense. I feel like this episode's a little hateful, but it's deserved. You know?
Nerd. So this is kind of like an update on the episode where I like spilled how I got fired and stuff like that. And one of the managers actually, one of the managers I accused of getting me fired actually reached out to me. And I'm not going to read like what it said, but it was, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like when she sent me the message, I was like, Oh my God. Like, I figured she like knew that I was the one who suspected her, but she said, she's basically saying like she had nothing to do with it. And it was a very sad time for everyone. And she just like wanted to reach out to me to like, let me know that she would never do that. And that's the thing I was like, I don't know how to respond to this. I, I I think I texted her like, I don't, I don't know what to say, but like, thank you. Because like, I really did appreciate that. Like she didn't have to reach out, but she did. And it was really nice. Um, Hey, if you're listening, hey girl. Hey girl, how you doing? Hey. No, but um, it was really nice. And she said she didn't do it, but I'm like, who else would have my Venmo? You know, I don't remember, like, unless like the company was like, searching my name and looking through my Venmo. I don't know. I'm still kind of unclear about it, but I'm like kind of just like, I think I'm over it now. Like after that episode, I was like, okay, I'm kind of over it. And then I got closure from her. So like, I'm like, okay, stop talking about how you got fired, Jamil. Stop. I mean, it was like traumatic for me for sure. But uh, I think I'm just ready to let it go. Like it's in the past. uh, I feel like I, for the most part, have like healed from it after like after releasing that episode, I feel like I healed a lot from it. So I'm kind of just like, I'm fine with it now. Like, we're all good. Don't worry, girl. We're all good. So one of the classes I'm taking right now is called like ethnic groups in the United States. And it's basically talking and discussing about ethnic groups in the United States. And I am really enjoying this class. It's very insightful. It's very, I wouldn't say it's like challenging. It just makes you think outside of the box and outside of your own perspective. And I really like that because like, I feel like a lot of classes I go into it and I'm, I have like a set mind on things. And with this class, I'm able to hear other people's views. I'm here to see. It's more of a discussion based class. Like that's what it really is. Like we, like the main thing of her class is we read like a thing, an article or paper or something like that. And then the next day we come to class with questions, answers, so we could discuss it in class. So. The topic we were talking about is transracialism. So I've never really heard of this before. Like I've heard of like blackfishing and I've heard like some like influencers who have gotten like cosmetic procedures. I think one of them is named like Ollie something where he was a white man getting like stereotypical Asian features um, through surgery. And he was identifying as an Asian individual. Um, so that's really kind of all I heard about it. And like blackfishing is obviously like people darkening their skin to give the impression that they are black or a person of a deep skin tone. So that's kind of what I understood. And then 
So let me start off with transracial, um, the definition. A transracial person is one who identifies as a different race than the one associated with their biological ancestry. They may adjust their appearance to make themselves look more like that race and may participate in activities associated with that race. Yes. Okay. So in this article, she talks about, um, the author talks about this lady who she's a white woman and she grew up with the black siblings. So her parents adopted black children when she was a white child. She was their, I think their only biological child. And as she um, was an adult, she started identifying as a black woman because she had been growing up with her siblings. And one thing that really struck me with this is it was kind of just like another example of someone invoking white privilege because at the end of the day if she does not like the way she's being treated she does not like the way she's being perceived she can go back and change back to her original race or her race because being white is her race and I really had a problem with that reading it through because also in the article she tries to the author tries to say that transgenderism and transracialism should be held on the same ground, like about the same acceptance, like saying, if we can accept someone for changing their gender, then we should accept someone for changing their race. And I was like very, I was obviously very on one side. Like I didn't believe that. Like I didn't believe these two should be held on the same ground because this is uh, I'm trying to say how to say this. Someone changing their race is not the equivalent of someone changing their gender. Someone changing their race can basically do it like tomorrow if they wanted to. They can deepen their skin. They can switch up their hairstyles. They can wear wigs. They can literally just like post on Instagram and use like a fuck ton of filters to change their race. Like that's what it's easy to do that. But for a trans person, to even begin the process of transitioning for those who want to transition, they have to go through so many steps. They have to go through so many doctors. They have to go through so many therapists. They have to go through so many steps to get to the gender identity that they want because they under, uh, because people perceive it. Well, it is. Um, it's a big life decision from changing your gender. And I really didn't like the way she kept on comparing it, saying, if we can have Caitlyn Jenner on the cover of like, I think it was Vanity Fair, on Vanity Fair, why can't we accept a white woman for changing her race? And yeah, she like gives uh, like um, counter arguments. And I'm just like, no. Like, what are you saying? I don't understand that. Like, It sounds like I'm huffing and puffing. I'm not. I'm just breathing. Goddamn. I just really had a problem with it. And when we were talking in class, I didn't speak up. And I'm really kind of like disappointed in myself that I didn't speak up because I felt so strongly like against comparing the two. And I just should have spoke up. That's really it. And like when like 80% of like the discussion was by white people, I was like, Okay, I may not be black. I may not be like a different race, but I am like, I am a person of color and I can like speak on this because 
I can't change my skin to like a whiter tone unless like I bleach it. But I will always be perceived as a person of color. And yes, I cannot relate to this one lady changing her race from um, white to black, but I can because this the whole definition is not just about like white to black. It's about like anyone can change from any race um, if they wanted to. And I don't know. I just really wish I spoke out. Like definitely in the future, I want to speak out and I want to talk more and like be in the discussion because this is my education at the end of the day. And this is something that's very important to me. Like I will be, I feel like this class will teach me a lot that I'm probably going to like teach to my kids and it's going to teach me how to be a better person and understand things and understand other minority groups. Because yes, I understand my minority group. I may um, not experience the same because I am not a dark skinned um, individual like my dad. And um, yeah, my mom's not, she's not dark skinned. But my dad is um, a darker person than me. And um, I don't experience this. I don't experience the same things as him, but I still experience uh, some of it because I am a product of him. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of disappointed I didn't speak up because I feel like uh, if one is going to speak out, I'd rather it be a person of color than just a white person saying like, their opinions. I'm not saying like their opinions don't matter, but it goes to a point of like learning when to raise up other voices and learning when to listen. Because I feel like I'm going to learn this a lot throughout the class because of course I don't understand like other minority groups and their oppressions. Like I, I empathize with them, but I can't completely understand it because I have not gone through it. I have not, um, I basically like that's not my life. I haven't been I'm basically saying like I haven't gone through life um as a different race. I've only gone through life as myself. And when it comes to like that situation it all comes down to like learning for myself as well to like raise up other voices and learn when to listen. And I feel like in that instance, I felt like I could have spoke out and I could have um, definitely gave like a different perspective because I was kind of getting like the same from everyone. Like they understood that like mostly everyone in the class was like, I don't think this should be held at the same um, like acceptance as like transgenderism. And I don't know. I just need to speak up more. I feel like that was really it. And then um, <laughs> there's this one girl. Uh, she was white. And she basically said, well, Michael Jackson is black. But he turned he turned himself white. Wouldn't he be considered considered transracial? And me and this like other girl, we made eye contact eye contact and we were like oh uh, uh, uh. yeah 
And then even my teacher had to step in and she was like, well, um, Michael Jackson didn't identify as white. He had a skin condition that affected the pigment of his skin. And then she also brought up like allegedly that he was bleaching his skin, whether that was before or after or if that um, was the effect, like if bleaching was the um, effect of his skin condition. Like she's basically saying that and... I think just a bad take. But we're all learning. We're all learning. Don't go hate on her. She seems sweet, I think. But that was really it for the class. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I'm really excited to just learn more. I feel like there's so much I have yet to learn, especially in this like kind of fucked up country. And I need to learn... I need to learn... basically about other uh, minority groups. I think that's what I... I don't know how to say this. I'm like, it's my duty to understand more about it. Yeah, I just feel like it's... I, I feel like it's all of our duties to like understand that certain groups are held at a disadvantage and some groups are held at a, like an advantage. And it's not to say that like the people held at the advantage are not like people who have problems. They don't like experience the same thing. Like they can experience so many like um, different issues, but they don't at, at a certain degree because of their race. And um, I don't know. It's just going to be a learning moment for me I feel like uh, especially like I heard like Brittany Broski say this like she during the Black Lives Black Lives Matter movement in 2020 after the murder of George George Floyd she was like speaking out and like supporting the um, movement of course so she was posted and stuff like that but then people were pointing out that like she is silencing voices while uplifting her own like, yes, she is doing the right thing, but you rather it come from a black person because this is their issue and we support them. I like when she said that she was um, I was really like. It wasn't that I was like taken back by it. I It was just like real like it didn't click for me that like. Even if you're trying to do well. Sometimes it's better to uplift others because, like, it's not your minority group. Like, yes, you can say, this is not right. This is uh, terrible. I support them. We all need to support them. But if you're going on, like, a big speech about it, I feel like it, it's better to come from that person, the group being affected. I feel like that would be the most... um It would be the most socially aware, I feel like. Yeah. Because if someone's going to talk about a struggles in a certain community, you rather it be from someone in that community, someone who is facing that every single day. And then you simply just need to share it. You simply need to uplift their voice. You simply need to give them a platform for them to speak on it. And I think that's really what I'm saying about like learning when to basically shut up and support them.
that's basically like what I feel like all of us need to do um, while still being supportive, you know? I'm really excited for this class. I'm really excited to see where it goes. I definitely need to open my mouth certain times. I'm kind of contradicting myself where I say I need to shut up, but I also need to speak out. I, I'm learning the balance. Let's just say that. I'm learning the balance. I'm still learning. So, um, besides that, uh, um, like when I'm not at school or work, I've been getting back into my gaming, which is kind of weird. Like, I haven't really played games in a long time because like I've just been busy and like one of the main things that took me away from gaming was kind of like the toxic the toxic environment I feel like because it is a a majority of uh, straight men playing these games and that's just a fact it's a majority of straight men playing these games And when it comes to that, they often come across as homophobic, racist, sexist, just all the like sprinkles on top, you know? And uh, when I would play video games and there would be like a chat feature or like a microphone feature where you would necessarily talk to them so you guys can like win the round. Like there's a game called like CSGO where you have to like play as a team to like win the match and then you talk to each other and tell each other like where people are if you need to kill this person stuff like that and oftentimes I would play with them and then I would say oh da 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 and then my voice would be feminine so they would like say are you gay are you gay like start laughing making fun of me and then it gets to a point where they don't want to help me in the round because of that you know And it kind of made me upset for a while right now. Like after talking about it and thinking about it, I'm kind of over it because I'm like, okay, they're just childish, you know. But um, when I was little, that really hurt because like I was just trying to use gaming as like an escape and like I really enjoyed it. But it got to a point where I couldn't even enjoy it. And I would just like leave the match. I would get off my computer. I wouldn't even like play it. But I've been playing this new game called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've been obsessed with it. It's um, it's based on the, which is kind of sad, it's based on the tragedy that happened in 1973 of uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that happened in Texas. I think it was Uvalde, where this man uh, um, was killing people with a chainsaw, basically. And they've made a lot of movies over it, and now there's a game. And it's one of the funnest games I've ever played. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, the objective is you can play as three killers, or you can play as four victims. So it's four victims against three killers. And the victims have to escape by like unlocking things. Um, like sneaking past the killers. And then the killers have to kill them. And not let them escape. That's basically like the main objective. And there also is a microphone feature. And I've been using it a lot. And it's fun. I don't know. I haven't really read into the problems I did when I was little. About like people's. Like I do deepen my voice just a little. Just a little just like this much just like this much i deepen it just that little much um yeah i've been having a lot of fun with it it's kind of been my escape when i'm not at work or school where i can just like play this game and have fun that's really what i've been doing for the most part i really love it i don't know 
If you guys want to play with me, let me know. It's a fun game. I want to... Right now, I've been obsessed with um, playing as a killer. Mm, I'm fine. It's okay. Oh, okay. So, there is this one... Okay, so I was like scrolling on TikTok and I saw this video of uh, this creator, Fanita. Fanita is like um, a TikTok influencer. She has a new podcast called Bottoms Up. And um, she had Vinny Hacker on as a guest. So I, I just want to preface by saying I have not seen the full video. I only saw the clip. I don't know what happened because like I was kind of uncomfortable by it. So I didn't like like try to like research it and like watch the full video. But in the clip, she has Vinny on the podcast and she brings out a plate and then the plate has fruit and vegetables that resemble penises. And she's basically asking Vinny, saying, which one is yours? And I, I was, I was like, what is happening? Um, because obviously like he looked um, like he looked embarrassed. He was blushing. He was like trying to hide in his hat and she just kept on pushing it. And I don't know. It just made me feel like very uncomfortable. And I'm like, this seems like sexual harassment. Like by definition, this is sexual harassment. And I don't know if they have like that kind of relationship. Um, but it was really weird. And then I like go to the comments to see like if anyone's like bringing this up or anyone's like talking about like, this is kind of weird. But all the comments were kind of like, oh, thank you, Finita. You're doing the Lord's work. You're, do- you're a girl's girl. You know what you're doing. Um, uh, Thanks for doing this. Uh, you understand us. Uh, she's on our side. Like those were the comments. And I was like, oh, my God. And I really don't know what to take for it from it like I was asking my boyfriend I was like do you think this is weird and he was like yeah it's kind of weird um but like he like saw it as funny as well or like he he understood both perspectives that's basically what he was saying like he was like I understand where you're coming from I understand where the comments are coming from and um, I don't know it was just really weird um to watch I was like I don't know it was just really weird um I don't know if I'm like overreacting I don't know if other people are seeing what I'm seeing, but it just felt weird because like she was, ha- she had the plate and then she was like, okay, tell me when to stop. Like saying like, okay, this is like a banana. And then saying like this, it cuts off right here. Or she's saying, does it go left or right? And then like, it's just really inappropriate. And it's like, I, I don't know much about Vinny, but from my perspective, it doesn't seem like he's a, like a very sexual person. Like I know he posts like thirst traps of like him being like shirtless and stuff like that. But like, don't you feel like that's a little too much? That's a little like invasive because like, I don't think he like, even if he was like an uh, OnlyFans model or like a porn star, like that's still harassment because that's their job. They're not working when they come on your podcast, you know, like, that's their separate job, you know? That's really just my takeaway from it. Um, I don't know if anything's going to happen between that. Probably not. But let me know if you see the, if you feel the same way. Or you don't. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. And I, okay. So 
another thing I wanted to talk about is I have this thing where <laughs> it's kind of like a self-sabotage thing where, okay, so I take medication for my mood, depression, and anxiety. And for that, I take a pill every single day. And then I do this weird thing. Mm, kind of quirky if you ask me. But if I'm running out of a medicine, I won't call my pharmacy or I won't call my doctor for a refill until I'm like down to the last one. Like, let's say I have like five left and I'm like, okay, I need to call this week so I don't run out. Mm, I don't call. I don't do anything. I don't pick up the refill. Like, I don't know why. And then when I don't take my medicine, I go into like a withdrawal with my mood and I just get like a severe depressive episode because I'm like doing like cold turkey off of my medication, which is not good, especially because I take like a high dosage because mm, she may have been sent to the loony bin once. Anywho. Yeah, I'm on a high medication. I told my friend and she was like, that's a lot. Put me in a straight jacket. Straight jacket. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But um, yeah, I really, I don't know why I do that. I think it's kind of like sabotage because like when I'm on my medication, I'm like really good. Like I've got like the perfect balance because I am like perfectly good. Like I need this medication to survive basically. And I haven't taken it really well. So since I've been on it for a long time, I feel stable with it. I feel good. Everything's good. And then when I do a sudden drop off, I am so depressed. That's why I didn't go to the library this week. I didn't go to class this week. Because I was just so depressed. I had no, like, motivation at all. It was so bad. Like, I was going to film the podcast. And I couldn't even because I was, like, so depressed for no reason. It was just, like, like when people talk about, like, depression and anxiety being, like, a chemical imbalance. Because, like, I physically or, like, I mentally can't comprehend why I go off, like, such a deep, like, a deep path. When, like, literally nothing is wrong in my life. I'm perfectly fine, nothing. But it's just like, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's instant, but I do realize it. Like I was a lot snippier when I didn't have my medication, like very, very snippy. I would get angry faster. I would get upset. I would be over people's bullshit. Like when I'm like usually not, maybe I'm bossy. I am bossy. Like that's a given fact. That's, I'm People say that's my red flag, but I don't see it as a red flag. If I get stuff done, I get stuff done, you know? And I don't think I'm like that. But I do boss people around. Mm. I don't think it's bad. No one has told me it's bad. Well, I do boss my boyfriend around, though. I mean, I'm just good at it. Yeah, so that's kind of uh, really it. Uh, I don't know why I do that. I think I just, I think it's like subconsciously, I just uh, do it. So I remember what it was like before I was on medication, before like I got my shit together. Like that, I, I don't know why. Like obviously I don't want to go through it because like it definitely like put me back in schoolwork, put me back to... um just put me back in my personal life because I was just not feeling it. Like I wouldn't want to do anything. And I don't know why I do that. Mm, Self-sabotage. Don't we love her? Yeah. I don't know. 
I haven't gone to therapy in a long time because I don't think I need it. Like, I fully, like, feel good. But that's something to investigate, you know? Let's ask her. We need a break in her and see what's going on. Um. Oh, Olivia Rodrigo um, released her new album. And I have mixed feelings. I don't know. I don't know if the sound... I don't know if it's, like, I'm going to change my opinion later. But... um. Right now, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not feeling it right now. I don't know. I Maybe that would change. I've only listened to it once. So maybe it's like one I have to like re-listen to. I'm not connecting this so much to like the upbeat songs. Like the sad songs and the ballads are really good. But like the upbeat songs I'm really not connecting with. Besides like Vampire and like Bad Idea, right? So I don't know. And like it's pissing me off because like, she got a hundred percent score on like pitchfork. And I'm like, babe, please don't do that. Like, I don't even think melodrama got a hundred. And that's like a 10 out of 10 album. Like, I'm sorry, but who are you paying off? I don't think it's her paying it off. I think it's her team paying people off. But um, yeah, when I saw that hundred percent, I was like, this is kind of insane. I don't know. And it recently came out though, like, um, uh, PR companies were paying uh, crit- movie critics to like give good reviews or give bad reviews about movies. And I'm like, everything is kind of fake as fuck here. Like, if you have money, you can basically like do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, like, everyone knows that, but like, especially like it's hidden so well because you have money. You have people sign NDAs, you have people who um are money hungry. You literally have the world in your hand if you have money it really feels like that and it's kind of scary yeah Ooh, i did see this one thing about uh jelaine maxwell being in a picture with john bonnet ramsey you remember the girl who was murdered in her basement and they never found her killer but they found out through an autopsy that she had been like constantly sexually abused um she was a she was a like a taller and tiara type of a girl where she would go in pageants to do pageants and stuff like that. And there's a picture of her and Ghislaine Maxwell together. Mm. I didn't verify if it was doctored or not. So dang, don't take my complete word on that. It's just very interesting. And um, I think I just been seeing like a lot of like true crime things. And I don't know. I don't like it. It's very scary to the what the world has come to where children are getting murdered. I mean, like, it's been happening for, like, forever. But, like, especially when, like, a child dies, it's just very sad for everyone. Because, like, even if, like, an adult dies, they're like, yes, they died young. But if a child, like, died, they didn't even get their life started, which is the saddest part. Yeah. That's really it for today's episode, guys. Um, oh, no, 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 no. Before I go, before I go, ah, I forgot to mention this. I just want to say thank you for the responses that I received for last, not last week's episode, like a month ago's episode, episode four about the hoarding. Um, Even when I was filming it and editing, editing it, I had to take a break where like after I like finished it and I have to like watch it and like review it before I upload it. I just like had to take a break and like decompress because it kind of took a lot out of me. 
because I was kind of like getting triggered. I was kind of like going back into it. And uh, I'm just really glad I shared it. I'm really glad I, glad I got to tell the story from my eyes and for what I go through and how it affects me and my family. I just really enjoyed doing that, even though it might, um, like I knew it would trigger me in the end. Like even my sister, she couldn't listen to it because uh, she felt like she would be triggered. And I'm like, yeah, you will be triggered because it, it's a lot, especially for her because she, grew up with it um grew up with it yeah just simply grew she grew up with it and um yeah i just want to thank you guys for letting me do that um that's like kind of the, the main reasons i started this podcast because it gives me an opportunity to speak my mind and to open things up that i've closed off and to just talk about it because i don't know if anyone else is going through it and that's really where I'm at with this podcast because like in like the next six months to a year, we're not going to have any new content, whether that be like movies or like TV shows because the strike, we don't have anything. And I don't think the strike's going to end anytime soon, uh, whether it be the writers or the actor strike, it's not going to end. I feel like they're literally going to go as long as they can because these studios think they're going to back down, but I don't think they're going to back down. So we're not going to get anything. And uh, even right now, it's hard to get like watch things because stuff is not getting made. The production companies are completely like shut down. The like main source of entertainment that I get right now is from like podcasts and YouTube. So I'm really glad to start this podcast because it, it's like an it's another form of entertainment for myself. And yeah, that's really it. Um, I'm really excited to see where it goes. I swear I'm recording these episodes a week ahead. So I will not be behind. We are going back to weekly. Um, the dates are changing. So I will be uploading on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, which is 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 3 p.m. Um, New York time. West. What is that time? Pacific. We're Central, California Pacific. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time is going to be 3 p.m. That's basically it for the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be back next week and I'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. See you there. Bye.